It's Thursday, June 29th, 2023. I'm Jim Hutchinson, and this is your video fishing forecast for the New Jersey Delaware Bay region as we head into the very first weekend of July 2023, an extended holiday weekend of sorts, I hope. I know the 4th of July is on Tuesday, but hopefully you're figuring out a way to squeeze in an extra day on Monday. Now we had Cobia and Sheep's Head in last week's video fishing forecast at the Jersey Shore. This week, it's tarpon. Again, no, not speared this time, but just hanging around the docks of Point Pleasant. I guess looking for a handout, I guess. But yes, I've heard from a lot of Sheep's Head fans in the last week, two weeks as well. We also have a few Dreamboat quality bluefish in the weekly reports as well at thefisherman.com this week. But first, let's take a two minute tour of our July edition, which of course is out this week. You subscribers, you'll get that in your hands and it will be on newsstands hopefully by this time, Thursday, just in time for the weekend ahead. Just look for Scotty Seven's fluke photo on the cover, along with a panel of sponsors from Striper Quest 2023. It's right down there on the right-hand side. You'll see it. That was the Raritan Bay event that we had on our Tagging Stripers event. More information on that in the magazine. When you go in, the first thing you will find in the glossy section is our table of contents in that glossy edition. Uh, Five full features, including my Striper Quest article, a summer clamming article by Matt Broderick. It reminds me of greenheads all over my back when I was a kid. Alex Friedman explains to uh, how to interpret whale behavior offshore. If you know how they're feeding, you might know exactly what they're feeding on and what you're going to do to get some of those tuna. Dave Anderson has a great surf spotlight. And of course, Captain John Raguso is in every monthly issue. This one, he helps you gear up for another season on the edge. Plus, our monthly tail end column from my good friend, longtime writer Rick Methot who gives you a humorous insight into the world of outdoor media. Now, if you turn into that July edition this week, a little bit farther into the local section, that newspaper, that, that, that local, all New Jersey, all Delaware Bay, you can find that table of contents with everything in there. Another five feature articles there, including South Jersey's Frank Mahalik on fluking in the sticky stuff. Captain John Luchka, he preps us for the pot hopping for Mahi, which start, could start any time in the month of July, a freshwater spotlight on tiger muskies from Tom P of Rack and Finn and Nick Konachewski's interview with coach Jimmy Johnson. That'll make all Giants and Eagles fans happy. But he's got the quest for the rings in Atlantic City coming up in just a couple of weeks. Finally, on page 32 for my friends on the New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council and all those members of the New Jersey Division of Fish and Wildlife who are watching this video. A timeline of quotes from NJDEP and the division regarding those missing seats on the New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council. It's been three years with the recreational fishing community getting the short end of the stick. It's called a timeline of neglect. I'll be sending out copies in the next several days to all 40 senators in the state of New Jersey because as I found out recently, uh, DEP Commissioner Sean LaTourette put all the blame on the Senate. So let's see if we put the whole timeline of quotes together we can get something to move on behalf of the recreational fishermen of New Jersey. It's not for everyone, I guess. Not everyone can appreciate the position we're in as saltwater anglers. Government neglect, and honestly, no other ma mainstream media outlet is gonna cover this. So where else would you find it except on the pages of the Fisherman Magazine? You won't find a comprehensive Jersey Shore calendar of events either. Anywhere else, 
So all the events you're looking to take part in or you have some ideas, maybe you don't have an idea yet, in that July edition, you've, you've got the entire calendar of events for a month of fishing related activities in the region. And of course, as a subscriber, you're also entered into that Dreamboat Fishing Challenge. You're already entered. Now all you have to do is go catch a fish, wait in at your uh, favorite Dreamboat way station and get yourself on the board. Yes, it's available in tackle shops, our magazine, the July edition. It's in newsstands, it's in your local Wawa. Many of the marinas carry them as well. But again, the Dreamboat Fishing Challenge, it's underway. I'll talk about Jersey Tarpon, but first, let's find out who's on the leaderboard this week. Now it's time for the Dreamboat Update. It was all about the fluke and the Dreamboat Challenge this week, and we had two big ones hit the leaderboard. The first was a 10.72 pound Sandy Hook doormat landed by Steve Leinhart, which landed him in third place for the flatfish category. The second fluke made some bigger waves in the contest. Luke Citarelli from Remsenburg, New York, topped the category with this impressive 11.25 pounder, giving him enough juice to vault him into second place overall. The leaderboard now looks like this. Bobby Cifarelli has dropped into third place with 17 points. Luke Citarelli takes over second place with 18 points and Eddie Terrabile remains in the top spot with 21 points. The Dream Boat Fishing Challenge is the fisherman subscriber only multi-species fishing competition with a chance to win a 21-foot Steigercraft center console powered by a Yamaha along with many other great prizes. Visit thefisherman.com to subscribe and get all the details so you can be part of the action. So where am I this week? Well, I'm not in the New Jersey, Delaware Bay region, actually. I'm out in Orient, New York, the easternmost end of New York, of Long Island. We enjoyed a great trip on the Nancy Ann 4 this week. I joined my friend Matt Broderick from the Long Island edition. Check out his report. Mike Caruso from the Fisherman Magazine. Our friends from Spro, Gamagatsu, and Sea Falcon Jigs, they were in town. Captain Rich Jensen and his crew were kind enough to take us out doing a little bit of product testing. I gotta tell you that the Sea Falcon Cuttlefish Jig for me today, we did a lot of high-low rigs with clams because up here they've got porgy and they've got sea bass. New Jersey will get the one bag, the, the one fish bag again this Saturday, but they've got a 16 and a half inch size limit on black sea bass out here in New York. So those sea falcon jigs, the cuttlefish jigs uh, were fantastic because the sand eels up here on the eastern end of Long Island, out in Long Island Sound and close to Block Island, absolutely phenomenal. So many sand eels up here, bluefish rolling. It's just fantastic to see those big schools of bluefish. So hopefully that bodes well for all of us throughout the region, down New Jersey, Jersey Shore, into Delaware as well. So keep an eye out on those sand eels. Bluefish, fantastic up here. We had a bunch of double-digit bluefish, and I know there's some double-digit bluefish in the mix as well. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But tarpon, remember the story two years ago, Barnegat Inlet, uh, that young man from Barnegat Light, Jay Klein, he's, he saw tarpon, he went down and spirited, everybody went nuts. Couldn't believe there were tarpon in New Jersey. There's tarpon in New Jersey, it seems like, every year. Well, look at this one, Frankie Z from Grumpy's. It looks like the Silver Kings are back. He took this photo at his boat slip, uh, one of the canals off the Manasquan River. That is definitely a, tar a tarpon. If you look at that zoomed in, it sure looks like a tarpon to me. And a closer look at that, it leaves you wondering what else is in store for us this summer of 2023. A friend tells me he saw a mass of spot, uh, Cape May Goodies, Lafayette. They were also in the Point Pleasant Canal. He saw them all balled up. 
So maybe there's a lot more bait in the back there. Of course, those spots, striped bass, delicacies, great on the tuna grounds. And if you're looking for a doormat, if you can get one of those Cape May goodies, it's just fantastic. But you gotta be prepared. Could be one of those strange summers that whatever mother nature and the ocean throws at us, it could be there. That could be cobia. That could be sheepshead. The sheepshead action in the lower half of the garden state is already pretty impressive right now. I continue to get really pretty good reports on these convict fish around the bridge pilings, uh, the rubble, mussel beds, those taller uh, wooden day beacons, um, especially central, let's say, Barnegat Light down into Cape May and over into Lewis, Delaware. Bob Stavola, B-Stav Fishing, he sent this short video of his recent sheep herding operation at dead high working the bridges of Cape May County somewhere. Three-quarter ounce white bottom sweeper tipped with live sand fleas with, of course, Minn Kota Spotlock was the was the deal breaker right there. David McCade from Chadsford, Pennsylvania reconfirmed that whole sheep's head are here idea. Uh, angler Noah Stevens got his first sheep's head ever at Longport last week at night on a secret weapon. Not sure if Noah's secret weapon, but I plan to give my Century Weapon Junior a test on sheep's head in the northern Barnegat Bay region in the next couple of weeks. I'm convinced that that range is expanding, and I know you can get them, I'm, I'm sure of it, on some of that bridge structure in the northern part of the Garden State as well. Also, in that bountiful mix, as we head into the month of July, are triggerfish. Another Longport fishing pier catch for 11-year-old Ryan Lawrence using sand crab on a 1-0 Gamagatsu octopus-style hook. Ryan's dad said this, his dad, Tom. Some other people caught triggers along with sheep's head. Most people were using sand crabs, squid, and green crabs, if you can get them. The sheep's head were hooked on a piece of cut green crab. Um, we don't start with our tog fishery in New Jersey, uh, in particular, until what, August 1st? So finding those greenies will be a little bit difficult. But of course, we talked about it last week. You want to get those fiddlers, the shedder crabs, uh, some, some blue claws that are just regular hard uh, shell crabs, calicos, and of course, those sand crabs are doing the trick as well. Tom also said he's been working some of the sod banks with bucktail and gulp, uh, at, with gulp on the bucktail as well as gulp teasers, and taking a few summer flounder in the back as well. So you don't need a boat. You can go walk around some of those sod banks. If you have beach plans, with the family this upcoming weekend. Take the bucktails, take the jig heads, the gulp, the fish bites, and bring a cooler with ice where you can. Scott Roskowski of Tewksbury had this 25-incher on the beach, North Jersey, on Sunday. It was a five-pounder. Scott said, quote, slow picking, but you can't complain when you catch a jumbo. No, you can't. You can't complain when you're fishing at all, whether you're catching them or not. Any day out there is a good day. Remember, of course, Elephants do, in fact, eat peanuts. And in a lot of areas in the back, uh, uh, backs here at the Jersey Shore, we're hearing a fluke spitting up grass shrimp, right? So those smaller grass shrimp, a lot of grass shrimp, especially off the grassy flats right along a channel, you might want to try to go with those smaller teasers, or if you can find a grass shrimp imitation on your teaser, that might be a good trick. By the same token, even those little fluke have a pretty big attitude. Pete Kearns here said this monster flatty taped out at five and a half inches, but that did not stop it from eating a four inch gulp on a 3-0 hook. Pete, with a fish like that, and I said it today on the, on the trip when I was catching short stripers, it takes cat-like reflexes 
to snare a fish that small. Very well done. Pete said there was a potted dolphin in the Manasquan River that he saw chasing baits up along the flats. So again, we get back to that, that idea of the, of the Lafayettes, the spots being around. But uh, again, uh, who knows what other baits are being brought into the area at this point. And as summer conditions you know, go on, we get some of those warm water flows that come in. Any number of fish species and baits could be prevalent in your local area. Congrats on a first ever fish, a first ever fluke for Wyatt Centula. Granddad Tom said it was a thrill for Wyatt landing that fish. And Wyatt, the thrill, I gotta tell you, it will continue every fish from this day forward as well. One more fluke photo to help you get the drifting and dreaming juices flowing for this weekend ahead. It's a 5.4 pounder for Alexander Chuyanek. This personal best 25 incher came out of the Shark River. I think you won, Alexander. You won the bet. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for a boat here at the Jersey Shore to take you to the Fluke Grounds this weekend, again, go to the July edition of the Fisherman Magazine. We've got a whole listing up there uh, of all the boats along the Jersey Shore. I'm actually heading out with Greg Heweth on the Big Mohawk this week. So if you want to get into those snags and reefs and you don't want to do all the work, let somebody else do all the work. Let the crew of the Big Mohawk or the Jamaica uh, or, or any of the other boats at the Jersey Shore do the work. Take the family out, enjoy it. But again, find that complete listing in the July edition of the Fisherman Magazine. As of July 1st, of course, mentioned it before, for those artificial reef sites here at the, at, at, there at the Jersey Shore. They're gonna be loaded with black sea bass, and now you're gonna have that one fish bag limit, right? You get that bycatch, it lasts through July and August. It would be nice if we had two black sea bass, but at least you have that one. Of course, Delaware, still open. 15 fish, 13 inches. That carries on through the rest of the summer. The Katy did at a Lewis Harbor Marina, boxed up a nice catch for Donna and John Freed, Mark and Preston Weller, and Ashley O'Connell earlier this week. To the south, Cape May, Lewis, same thing. That's where we're getting better reports from the tuna grounds as well. The folks there in Lewis, Delaware said, these fish were brought into the Delaware, uh, to the cleaning station. They were brought in from the poor man's just the other day. Check out Tom P's regular uh, 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 column, Every week he's doing our offshore report that's available at thefisherman.com. You can find that in the July edition. Uh, but I'll tell you, he did not have a lot to report this week because of the weather last week. Uh, that said, it's much the same for the beginning of this week. If you're looking at the NOAA offshore weather forecast, it hasn't been great this week, but hopefully as the week progresses, you canyon runners will have something heading into the weekend. It does look like things are starting to lay down a little bit on the offshore grounds. As far as an early look at the weekend forecast at the Jersey Shore, Friday looks incredible. If you can take advantage of the early shot at the weekend, overall some chances of rain in spots, but all in all, all in all, I think things look good as of this time midweek. And it also looks good for the upcoming tournaments. We got a couple to tell you about. To the north, you have the Richie Adio Fluke Tournament that's presented by the Staten Island Fishing Club. That's this Saturday, July 1st. You can call 917-440-6959 or just visit situnaclub.com. Now, for some tournament fluking advice, let's check in with the Fisherman Magazine's Jenny Ackerman, Open Boat. The month of July is practically upon us, which means the water temperature out front is warming up, bringing us some big fluke, and hopefully bringing you guys some big tournament winnings. This month we have a ton of tournaments coming up, so make sure you check out the Fisherman Magazine website for our calendar of events to stay on track. And just to name a few, we have the 
JCSA, the Duke of Fluke, and of course the Point Pleasant Elks Fluke Tournament. So reeling you in to this week's open boat, I'm going to be talking about my favorite bucktail teaser rig. So my favorite little accessory on the bucktail teaser rig is the Tsunami Hollow Teaser and the Tsunami Glass Minnow. These give your teasers a little extra flair instead of just having that naked hook and it gives you an opportunity, whether you're fun fishing or tournament fishing, to double up on some nice fluke like good old Dormatty behind me. We got the good intel from Nick Cicero of Tsunami Tackle. He's gonna share his insight on these awesome products. Jigging with artificials for summer flounder has become more popular with each passing year. Tsunami glass minnows and Tsunami holographic teasers continue to be the number one seller. There's something about the flash and the action that just seems to get the attention of Big Fluke. I mentioned Matt Broderick before, he's right here. Hey, Jim, how you doing, man? I'm good, we had a good day today. Yeah, good fishing with you, it was a solid mix bag, right? Uh, I gotta tell you, so our black sea bass opens on Saturday back in New Jersey, we got the one fish bag, uh, it really, that stinks. Yeah, our well, fish is like uh, 12 and a half inches. It was 16 and a half, so. This was yeah. tough. Yeah. This was tough, but those jigs worked well. They did, good action, and the porgies are pretty good too. Just, you know, supplement for that, it was excellent. Again, really that's good. the other thing in New Jersey, we've got a closure on porgy, it doesn't open until August 1st, but if you can't wait, come on up here to the east end of Long Island, head out with uh, Captain Rich uh, and the Nancy Ann and yep. porgies. Solid overall fishing and that blue fishing with the stripers in the mix was, you know, top, top, top tier. Double really digit, was. if you want to find out more about the Long Island report, Matt's report is available now Check as well. Again, we were talking tournaments before. You also have the Mid-Atlantic Blue Marlin Tournament that's coming up on the 4th of July, this exclusive Blue Marlin Tournament presented by South Jersey Tournaments. It's a winner-take-all, one-day event with multiple way stations. You can call 609-884-0177 or visit SouthJerseyTournaments.com. Now, if you're heading inland, for this holiday weekend, if you do have the Monday off and you're looking to spend the whole four days away from the crowds, it certainly is a nice time to hit those lakes, rivers, streams, and mountains. A little trip to the Pocono Mountains with my good friend, George Shower, the Pocono Outdoors guy. Well, hey, thanks, Jim. You know, the weather's been plaguing us all week long. We had those rivers, creeks, and streams all running high, a little bit fast, and the temperature really dropped as well. The temps in the Delaware in some spots are actually down in the high 60s, so that really could change things up quite a bit. But unfortunately, as we move into this holiday weekend, we don't see things improving a whole lot as we get into uh, the holiday. You know, it's looking for rain over the weekend. Uh, I don't know if you guys are going to get out, but maybe one positive it may cut down on some of the holiday traffic at the state parks and such, so you may have a little bit better time getting out, getting into some fishing. Maybe if you're out there solo with a kayak or something, uh, you might have a little bit more luck. But a couple of guys are getting out, having some luck in between those raindrops. Uh, guys like uh, Jay Batcha, he's out uh, catching some crappie up there up north. It's also a great time of year for them. Look for them in a little bit deeper water. Remember, they like that cooler water or get out for them just after dark. They like some of that action as well. Also, guys like Will Grouper up on Wall and Pompac, you can't beat striper fish in summertime. 
here in the Poconos. You get out in Beltsville, Wallen Pompac, down Nakamix and Delaware River. Lots of great stripers and not just the migratory ones. You got some of the holdovers in the river as well. So get out, wet a line on some of them. And of course, the largemouth, you can't forget them. Just a summertime staple. Uh, they might be a little bit harder to find with some of this muddy water, higher, faster water. But guys like Rich Bates out getting on them, as well as Tom Gilmore out on his kayak getting into some largemouth as well. So some great fishing, guys. Interesting weekend ahead, but I hope you enjoy your 4th of July holiday. From Pennsylvania, I'm George, your Pocono Outdoors guy. Now, in the surf this weekend, in addition to the fluke, which I talked about before, you also have a shot at some kingfish, especially into the Atlantic and Cape May County areas. Uh, small hooks, pieces of squid, fish bites, the fish bites bag of worms, excellent. Are they small? Yes. Are they tasty? Absolutely. Great way of putting together a family fish fry with some of those kingfish in the wash. You also have bluefish in the mix. Talking about these jumbos up here, but there's some good ones too along the Jersey Shore. Amy Holzapple with a bluefish caught on mullet beach haven this week. It was shared with my friend Bayside Dave. All things considered, this has been an especially good season so far on bluefish of mixed sizes, and hopefully that continues. I will say that several headboats at the Jersey Shore are running bluefish trips again. I think a couple of them are also running night bluefish trips, which is like a reminder, sends me back into the 70s and 80s when I was a kid. The Big Jamaica out of Brielle, that's one of them in the mix also found some bonita on one of their most recent trips uh, back along the surf line if you think about the bonita in the mix it's not bonita with an a it's bonito with an o they're very tasty you can catch them in the surf sometimes just look for some of those turns they're kind of hovering if you see those turns they're usually looking at something in the water or if you see them wheeling and diving i think bonito make terrific table fare uh, thin metals uh, some of those, uh, you know, the deadly dicks, the, 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 the smaller slim wave metals, any of the exo jigs and stuff like that. But Benita are fantastic. You bleed them right away, put them right on ice. Now, after I get home and fillet them, I will tuck the meat in a freezer, in the freezer for about 30 minutes or so. And then when I come out, it's nice and firm, your sharpest Dexter knife nice and thin i will tell you that if you serve this with some wasabi and soy sauce and ginger the folks that you're serving it for will think you just got in from the offshore grounds it is that good now as for those kingfish that i mentioned before perhaps uh, even spanish mackerel when they come around, saute in the pan with a little bit of onion, some taco seasoning, butter or olive oil, whichever you, you choose. You can make it a Taco Tuesday on the 4th of July coming up. Just put out all the fresh vegetables you want and all the different sauces, cheese if you like, but I absolutely love fish tacos with those kingfish. Keep, brings me to mind, red, ripe, juicy Jersey tomatoes. They'll be in soon enough. Right now, it's all about the blueberries going down into Hamilton. They're nice and fresh. And of course, the fishing canvas for you is a blank white this weekend, red, white, and blue. Or as founding father John Adams said of this Independence Day, it ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade, with shows, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other from this time forward forevermore. That's where we get the fireworks from. It's the 4th of July, no complaints. Get out and enjoy it. Enjoy this weekend, stay safe, avoid the crowds if you can. Catch them up, we'll see you again next week. Back at the Jersey Shore, right here at thefisherman.com.